Hi, Juliet here with a quick message before this episode starts. Everything you need to be more strategic amid the busyness of the school term is contained in the 170 plus episodes of this podcast. But sometimes you can get there a bit faster with some personalised help. I host a termly online workshop specifically designed to help the support staff within schools to make the shift from being reactive to strategic. Our next workshop is coming up soon and we're going to be reflecting on how things have gone this academic year and strategising for the academic year to come so that you can confidently prioritise your workload, overcome the obstacles that are holding you back and redirect your time and focus onto your priorities. At the end of the session, I promise you're going to be feeling more energised, ready to hit the ground running with a clear plan of action. This term's workshop is going to be run on Thursday the 16th of May, and you can find out more and book your place at www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash plan. I hope to see you there. Now, let's launch into this episode. Realise that everybody does this. I do this. The leaders that you really respect and admire, they will also be occasionally fearful about the things they need to be doing that are beyond their comfort zone. Welcome to the Independent School Podcast. Thinking and acting strategically is the key to both securing the future of your school and helping to build a more equal and just world. My name's Juliet Corbett. I'm a consultant, speaker and facilitator specialising in helping independent schools. In this podcast, I translate tried and tested strategy and fundraising techniques into a language that works for schools. So if you're a senior leader in a private school and you want your daily work to feel less exhausting and more strategic, and if you want once more to feel the joy of making the world a better place through education, then you're in the right place. Welcome, and let's get started on this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode, where we're going to be diving into the importance of pushing beyond your comfort zone, both for you as an individual and for the school that you work for. So within individuals, we always have a human nature tendency to stay within our comfort zone, and that's because, as it's actually named, it's comfortable. It feels a little bit scary to push beyond the things that you know you can do really well. And one of the things that I've noticed in my work with schools over the years is that this doesn't just play out at an individual level. It also plays out as an organisational level. So pushing a school beyond its comfort zone also feels uncomfortable and it's difficult to do. But often when we're making strategic changes we need to push outside our comfort zone. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about why it's important to do that, to notice that your your school or yourself is being too comfortable and needs us to push beyond that. And we're going to talk about why it doesn't need to feel scary. We're going to talk about how with a growth mindset and with support, we can transform this to be an exciting and exhilarating opportunity. Really quickly, before we dive into the detail, I want to make sure that you make the most of the time you invest listening to this podcast. And the best way to do that is to make sure you grab a copy of my free ebook, The Strategic Independent School Leader. It outlines how to answer the six essential questions that will clarify your school strategy and secure its future. 
In the world of business, strategy can be full of jargon, but it doesn't have to be that way. This is a jargon-free tool tailor-made to help private school leaders think and act more strategically. Download your free copy today at www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash ebook. So when we're talking about staying within our comfort zone, I see people do it all the time. And I'm going to be very honest with you up front. I do it myself as well. It's human nature to repeat what we know we can do well, what we know works for us. So I see this within all the different kind of groups that I work with. So within fundraising offices in schools, I often see examples where it would be best for that team to be putting more time and effort into their major gifts fundraising, but instead they're sticking with and continuing to focus on perhaps regular giving or alumni engagement. And the reason for that is because major gifts may sit beyond their comfort zone. And it can seem a little scary until someone shows you the way and shows you the step-by-step approach to having those major gifts conversations. So I come across that really quite frequently. I also come across examples where whole schools can be sitting within their comfort zone. So it might be that there's a sense that there needs to be a culture change around attitudes to change and innovation, for example. But she's seeing this quite a lot at the moment. Schools noticing that as they come through the pandemic, one of the things they want to hold on to is their ability to change quickly, which has been foisted upon them as a result of the pandemic. And so they're now trying to think about how can we move our culture as a school, as an organisation, so that our staff can feel more comfortable about innovation and change. And that is about pushing whole groups of people potentially beyond their comfort zone and helping them to understand that it's really important that we continue to innovate and change. I also notice it in the individuals that I work with. So I coach and facilitate a group called the Lucidity Accelerator Program, where I'm working with people who are making shifts and changes in their career, often moving up into a more senior leadership role. And what I often see there is that there will be one or two elements of what they need to do to make that shift into leadership or into a more senior role And that they know what they need to do, but they're avoiding it. So quite often it's networking. A lot of people don't like networking. can feel a little bit uncomfortable, a little bit kind of sleazy almost. So people tend to sit within their comfort zone, within the people they know. And actually they need to push beyond that and start networking with a much wider group of people if they're going to make that transition into a leadership role. So I see it really frequently, both for individuals and for organisations. And as I said, I see it in myself as well. And what we're doing when we do this is we're repeating the same actions over and over again that are within our comfort zone. Things that we feel very happy that we can do well, potentially things that we've seen have a positive impact in the past. So we've had some kind of element of reflection and learning. and We've seen positive outcomes from these actions. And so we repeat them. But when we're trying to make strategic changes, so whether that's a change in your career, whether that's a change in the um, level of income that you're raising within your fundraising office or the culture that you have in your school, 
it's inevitable that you are hoping for different and better results from the efforts. And so to repeat the same actions that you've already been taking is unlikely to have that transformative impact and see you make those strategic changes you need to make. So what we need to do is think about ways that we can push beyond our comfort zone in a way that isn't scary, in a way that we feel supported and that we as organisations can encourage others to feel positive and encouraged in their process of pushing beyond their comfort zone. And I think there are a couple of things that we need to do. There are three things we need to do in this process. The first is we've got to notice that we are failing to push beyond our comfort zone. We've got to notice that we are sitting in a very happy, comfortable place and that actually we need to take action which is beyond what we're currently taking. So the first thing is to think about what is it that you might be resisting? What is it that maybe you know needs to change or you know you need to do but on a day-to-day basis you find you resist it now this can be forms of procrastination maybe we have it at the top of our to-do list but we always kind of notice that at the end of the week that's the thing that hasn't been done there's obviously an element of fear in there as well So I think that there are three parts that we need to think about in order to overcome this tendency to sit within our comfort zone. The first of these three elements is noticing that it's happening. This can actually be quite difficult sometimes. It's quite easy to to sit within our day-to-day activities and not notice that we need to push beyond our comfort zone. So the questions that you can ask here are, what are you resisting? What is it that you know you need to do or you know you need to change, which perhaps is on your to-do list week after week, so you know it needs to happen, but for some reason you're resisting it and it doesn't quite get to the top of that to-do list and mean that you actually action it by the Friday afternoon. So you know it's needed, but you're not doing it. Now, when you find it difficult to identify this yourself and you notice that that you can't tell if you're sitting within your comfort zone whether that's the problem that you face then a coach or a trusted friend can really help because they can see from the outside that there might be things that you're missing that you need to make changes around perhaps it's being more active as a networker perhaps it's doing more major gifts asking whatever it might be someone else might notice this quicker than you do yourself So that's step number one, notice that it's happening. Step number two, get curious. What is it that's holding you back from stepping outside your comfort zone? Why is it that you are resisting this particular activity for yourself or for your organisation or school? Now, the biggest reason is fear. Fear is normal. Fear of the unknown, fear of the new It's entirely normal to have some sense of apprehension and even potentially a physiological response of the heart beating faster when you're thinking about taking that step beyond your comfort zone. But so often what I find is that when I'm guiding people through stepping beyond their comfort zone, what they realise is that it's not as scary as they thought it would be. And they realise that actually over time, A lot of those things which they have to slightly push themselves to do because it's beyond their current comfort zone, over time, a lot, not all, but a lot of those things become a comfortable part of what they do. 
And so their comfort zone has expanded to incorporate and include these new activities. So, for example, if you're really not keen on networking and you've forced yourself to do it, it's kind of a fear reaction but you force yourself to give them a try and actually you meet some really nice people who are really friendly then you slowly realize that actually this isn't as scary as I thought it was and I can do this and the more you practice the more it becomes part of being within your comfort zone so step number three you've you've noticed that it's happening you've got curious and understood what's holding you back step number three is about taking small actions now Depending on what it is that's holding you back, if there's an element of fear in there, keeping the action really small helps you to get started and helps you to stop procrastinating and take a really small step beyond your comfort zone. If you can then do that regularly, either by repeating that same small step until it becomes a habit or by taking smaller, small steps further and further beyond your comfort zone. So you might start, for example, by connecting with a few more people on LinkedIn and maybe um, posting a little bit more, commenting on other people's posts. Those are small steps. You can take those steps repeatedly to build your LinkedIn activity but you might want to build on that with another small step, which is once you've gained confidence in that area, starting to attend some in-person networking events and getting used to being back in a room with people and networking and talking to people you don't know um, about and finding commonalities and, and looking for potential um, opportunities for you in your career. So those small, regular actions take you beyond your comfort zone in a way that feels achievable it stops the procrastination and the other really big benefit of taking small regular action is that you're constantly going to be getting feedback so you're constantly going to be seeing how your little small regular action beyond your comfort zone how it's going down what reaction you get how you feel about it what felt good what felt challenging still because you're getting that feedback on a regular basis, you can reflect on it, you can get help and support if you need to, and you can continue to repeat those actions with slight adjustments and slight changes over time so that you're learning what works for you as you push beyond your comfort zone. So this all might sound very straightforward, and of course it isn't. And we often find that other people can help us in this process. So they can help us notice it's happening in the first place. They can help us to get curious about what it is that's holding them back and they can help with those small actions by offering some accountability as well. So if you're reporting back to people on those small actions you're taking and they're congratulating you on those, that can be really powerful. And the power that I've seen work really, really well is when this happens um, with groups of people coming together to make um, changes in their career and pushing beyond their comfort zone together each of them may have a different area that they're focusing on which means that everybody in the group brings a different perspective to the challenge that that one individual feels that they need some support around and that's why the lucidity accelerator program is one of the favorite things that i do it's a small group program just four people and we guide um, that group through a process over six months, looking at a specific roadmap that's tailor-made for them to make the changes that they want to make in their career. 
And it's all based on my four building blocks of strategy and my work around strategy, but it's adapting it and tailoring it to people who are making strategic changes within their career. So they've either got a vision and a big plan to change sector or to step up the leadership ladder or sometimes to step out into business as well themselves. So if that program might be of interest, then I'll put the link in the episode notes where actually when this this podcast lands, we are just about opening up again for applications to start in January 2022. But we're constantly we have a waiting list and we're constantly looking for more people to curate and add into those groups. So do get in touch even if you're listening to this podcast at a different time of year. So that's it from me. I want to wish you well pushing beyond your comfort zone and realise that everybody does this. I do this. The leaders that you really respect and admire, they will also be occasionally fearful about the things they need to be doing that are beyond their comfort zone. But the difference might be that those people who have really become successful in their career have found ways that they can push beyond their comfort zone in taking those small steps and so they diminish the fear over time and they realize what they're truly capable of and I think that is you too you who are listening have a wonderfully strategic week and I will talk to you again next time here on the independent school podcast thanks for listening to the independent school podcast the podcast that helps senior leaders in private schools to think and act more strategically both because they want to secure the future of their school and because they want to help build a more equal and just world. You can listen in everywhere that podcasts are available. And if you want to catch up on previous episodes or follow any of the links that I've mentioned today, just head over to www.consultjuliet.co.uk slash podcast. podcast.